Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit. We trust the Father is doing you well, blessing you so much in a mighty way. And, uh, of course, we are together. It's a Wednesday. I'm talking to Sipati Tabudi. She's on the line. Greetings, Sipati. Good evening, Pastor Ray. Good to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're well, eh? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it was good to see your face on the phone. I haven't seen you in ages, nah. It's been what? Before the corona. It's a long time. It's a long time, nah. Yes. Is it 2018 yes, yes. or something? <laughs> 2018. 20 or 2019, somewhere there. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's been, it's been long. Yeah, it's been you a know, while. It was great to see you too. And uh, of course, uh, tonight we are, we are touching this very aspect. We are touching the issue of the value of parental intervention. Much of the times... Mm-hmm. Many parents are leaving this to the teachers. But mm. teachers are only, or school is only limited to scientific and, or formal education, formal intervention. And they don't teach much about the moral intervention, ethical intervention, traditional interventions, cultural interventions, spiritual interventions. They're not there. They're not there at mm. all. Um, uh, it is just formal education. That's why people become surprised when kids do some of the most atrocious things at schools and then uh, people ask, what kind of education are they getting there? Oh, they're getting formal education. It has nothing to do with being moral. It has nothing to do with being immoral. It is secular, you know. So, um, but now we realize that our children, just like us, are moral beings, they are ethical beings, but they are also beings with feelings. They are beings with choices, and they hurt at times, and uh, at times also they are jubilant, they are despondent at times, um, aggressive, or being aggressed on, you know, aggression put on them. They are shy, or they are extroversial. Um, uh, and, and you find all these things, and all these things are a call for an intervention. If the mm-hmm. kid says, I love music, and they always listen to music, and you see they're not studying, there's a need to intervene. and Say, hey, bring a balance, brother. You know, um, uh, mm-hmm. if a kid loves music, and you see they don't do uh, anything that has to do with home chores, you know, their room is so stacked up with old foods and old socks that had not been washed since December. There's a need for intervention. You can't say, wow, my kid is talented. No. There's a need to say, I'm intervening in the process of your music. We press a pause. And then I talk about, I see you love music, but this does not exempt you from being clean. You know, um, mm-hmm. I see you love your friends, but this does not mean that you should neglect your own sisters and brothers at home. I see you love your own space. This does not mean that you should now live exclusive, you know, in isolation for others. That's intervention. It comes in that way. And intervention 
basically if it is normative and deliberate it shows therefore and can put the norms and values and moralities in the events of things and sometimes uh, uh, children misbehave you know and then the school calls you you know why the school calls you because they can intervene they would say mm-hmm. okay this kind of behavior uh, warrants an expulsion or warrants a suspension you know they call the parent to intervene then you go to the office and they say okay take him home and you take them home you don't talk the whole way <laughs> Then you decide along the way, okay, let's enter into some fast food restaurant and stuff. Let's buy these nasty foods that make people sick. And let's talk, you know. Uh, um, uh, And then what what are you feeling about what had just transpired? They tell you their bit of the story. And then you tell them what the school is saying. And then in uh, measuring those two, you tell them what the parent is saying. That is intervention. That is how it should go. Our children will have balanced ways of growing up if the intervention is done by both parents and it is deliberate. It's not just an intervention that comes because someone is just bursting with anger because someone let, let the TV and the volume was up and all that. No. But it is a time out where you sit the kid down and you say, look, we got to talk about this. We can't go on like this because here's the moral of the story. And here's a blunder. Here is how it goes. That is why then um, uh, uh, in the book of Proverbs, the father says, my son, do not neglect the education of your mother. Neither should you look down on the instruction of your father because the instruction of your father and the education from your mother, they go together. They are an intervention into your life. They facilitate growth. They um, uh, order the morality. They order the cognitive and all that. It's important. Today, kids are killing one another and all those things. You could see a a lack of intervention. Say, buddy. Absolutely. Wow, Pastor. You know, when I got this topic, the first thing that hit my mind was um, the constant complaints that we would receive from the teachers in the schools that we've worked with regarding, you know, parental involvement and parental intervention. And, you know, in most cases, um, I'm sorry to mention this, but in most cases, it is in the township schools that you will find, or black families especially, where you will find a lack of parental involvement or intervention in a child's life or education. Mm. And when you properly look at the research that has been conducted over the years, you will find, and it's amazing how most of us think that, you know, um, Children in in private schools are high performers because of their social status or family income. But the truth of the matter is that children who are high performers academically are the children whose families or parents are involved um, in their education. And this has been properly researched. And although we all believe or think that it has everything to do with the social status. But the truth of the matter is that it boils down to how involved 
are the parents in the education of their children. Mm, mm, um, the mm. reason why there is so much social issues within our um, our education or in the premises, in the schools, is that there is lack of intervention from the parents. And there is so it's so much important um, as parents to realize that early intervention is important before um, you know before, uh, the problems become deeply entrenched. Mm. Oftentimes, we, we we just you know turn a blind eye on that first complaint that you receive from school and you brush it off or you ignore it. But the truth of the matter is that if you don't pay attention or intervene early, you are giving way to these problems becoming deeply entrenched in your child's life. So we need to understand the value of parental, especially early parental intervention. Get involved in the life of your child. Create a communication stream that allows for you to intervene when there's a need, to have you know, discussions with your children before the problems become, um, you know, the way that we see them today. You mentioned the issue of children killing one another, children killing um, their teachers. This is because when it first started, it started as as small as, you know, back-checking. It started as small as a child bunking a class or bunking school Mm. or a child being found smoking somewhere with a friend. And we brush it off. And that only, you know, gives birth to more and more problems. Because the thing about children is that they have a way of picking up when the parent is not involved or has an interest in their lives. Mm, And mm, once mm. they pick that up, they then react in what we see as social ills today. And this is their way of of trying to say that I need help. Or yeah. of trying to say, I need attention. Mm. And most of us only want to intervene when the problem is huge, when the child has killed someone and is in prison, mm. or when the child has been killed. You know, I mean, how many times do we hear of issues of bullying in the school? How mm. many parents mm. stand up mm. and intervene? We only intervene when it is on our side and our child is being bullied. But how many parents of bullies actually stand up? to help their children deal with the problem of being a bully or to to figure out what has led their children to being a bully because that speaks to a problem that a child has. And unless the parent stands up and do, does what is expected of them, we are really expecting miracles from our teachers. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sipati. You know... Um uh, your statement saying when you thought about this, when you were busy doing your research on this topic, uh, it came to my mind uh, that, by the way, I brought this topic deliberately to you because uh, you also, uh, in the Tabudi, Mishak Tabudi Foundation, uh, work, you know, with kids. And in one way or another, uh, you are intervening into their lives to effect a positive change. Um, You take them from their situations by showing them how their situations are so that you can drive together with them slowly slowly into a desirable future that is 
for every child. That, that in itself is an intervention. That project in itself is an intervention. I mean, I used to see your father uh, uh, on occasions. I used to see him uh, in meetings, you know, uh, with these young people. There was one meeting where young people were actually throwing questions at him and serious ones. And he was answering them all because uh, he knew that by answering, he was intervening in each and every individual. You know, someone who says, what do I do? My dad, I haven't seen him since, ever since I was four or five. My mom, I've seen my mom with various uncles. And mom just disappears from home sometimes two months. Yeah. I only get decent food from the guy who sends us to sell drugs at school. Mm-hmm. What do I do? You know, uh, uh, so, so each and every time we see, you know, intervention. The life of a child is full of intervention. It's an opportunity for intervention. That is why then the word says, teach a child the way he should go. Then when they have grown, they will not depart from it. When we come back, let's look at some of the moments. If you need prayer... Please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. Hear the word and renew your life on 657 AM. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit. I'm talking to Sipati Tabudi. And uh, we are handling this issue, man. And much of the times it is, you know, an issue that is never spoken of. Uh, and those who, who work with kids uh, in the townships, towns, in the slums of cities and stuff, they will tell you that there is a lack of intervention, especially in the moral, in the ethical, uh, in the customary, traditional, in the cultural. There's a lack of intervention uh, when it comes to the normatives, norms and values. There's, there's quite a lack of that. And, and those who are fortunate enough to be able to go to schools are riddled with the fact that they can't uh, uh, facilitate um, uh, the the intervention that they need to get from the parental hand. Remember, the moral ethical is not necessarily from the schools. Schools have decided to be secular, to be immoral. (laughs) Yeah, they've decided. They won't say it, but they said, no, we are secular now. So... There are no longer those people who will come stand in the in the assembly and say, "Hey, be saved! Hey, here's a way!" And no, you won't see them no more. 
Neither are you going to see the reading of the Bibles in the schools. That is what is happening. Mm. And, and, and so um, in the homes, there is still a chance to do this. Because if kids are not taken care of quite properly in those domains that I have read, and uh, there is no intervention in those domains, we are likely to see a large number of young people ending up in the slums of the cities. And guess what they do? Prostitution, drugs. Prostitution and drugs. Here in Pretoria, the capital city, I can drive with you at night. And uh, uh, I could take you to places where you find that these guys who have these expensive uh, drinking and entertainment areas, they're very expensive. But next to them, uh, as you drive, uh, that street, they used to call it what? That street, they used to call it what? Okay, I forget. Mm. But in Pretoria, mm -hmm. just before you go to the arts campus of TUT, just before you arrive there, at night you will see all these young people who are doing recycling in the morning. You see those people who push all those big trolleys, Dikitika, mm -hmm. plastic, plastics and stuff and stuff. They go mm -hmm. take that to the recyclers. There's an amount of money they get. And at night mm -hmm. they assemble at that place and they get high. And you find them splattered in the city like leaves that are falling off on a winter tree. They're splattered everywhere. If you're running in the morning, you can step on someone's face because they're mm -hmm. just sleeping anyway. In Pretoria, Twan, Yamamilodi. So, and this is indicative of how the moral intervention has subsided and how the ethical, cultural uh, intervention has, has subsided. These kids had gone mm -hmm. to school. These kids had gone to high school, man. And it is just mm -hmm. said that you see what they see. They even do something that is called Bluetooth. It means someone that is mm -hmm. already high, they're able to take a syringe and drain the blood from that person and inject them with the blood of that other person and they get high too. Mm -hmm. They call it Bluetooth. Sure. There's a need for intervention. There's a need for intervention. And uh, the interventions and moments of it uh, is that we see there's a scourge of, of drugs. And uh, there is no street now in the townships. Perhaps you'll agree with me because you work with some, some people in Davidon where there is no one who has not been beaten by the street, uh, by the street people because they, they've stolen to most of the, from most of the houses. Kamola uzite ketlele electricity. Inali meiti atena ayudwa. Kamola uzite ingin. Kamola utubile. Kamola unzite di mekrimza koloi. Kamola wirling to feed the habit. And it's only found amongst our kids. There's a need for intervention to stop this. Sipati. True. Um... <laughs> Now this gets me too emotional. I think that's that's my daily bread, personally, mm, you know, mm, children mm. and um, the issue of drugs and uh, and how you know we have become so ignorant as a society and parents especially. You know, yeah. Um, the word of God in Ephesians six 
tells us that we need to bring our children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, mm-hmm. which is a responsibility that we have neglected so greatly. Yeah. Um, we, as parents, you know, think that um, bringing up our children means making sure that they are well-dressed and they represent us well when we go to church and we look like a happy family and we continue to hide the ills or the issues that um, our children are going through because Mm. we don't want to be embarrassed in the Christian community. But the truth of the matter is that if you were to go into every Christian's home right now, the things that you will find that is happening there, very scary. And, you know, um, I think it's time that we face reality so that we are able to bring the necessary help that is needed the necessary intervention that our children so need yeah. right now. Um, you mentioned the issue of morals in the schools. Now, let me touch on that. Mm. Parents need to understand that, unlike in the olden days where there was assembly and you would know that there would be a pastor there that will pray you know, for our children and read a scripture, today we're sitting with non-government organizations that are fighting the Department of Education for the rights of other religions, meaning that um, Christianity no longer has, you know, um, that freedom that it used to enjoy Mm, in mm, our day, mm. where they could come into the schools and preach and pray for our children. Mm. Now, when I say other religion, I want you to stretch your imagination and think about all these religions um, that could be fighting for that space in the education space. Mm. Um, there was a show that Dad um, did a, a couple of years ago where the department was approached by an organization that calls themselves the, the church, certain church or something like that, mm. that also wanted recognition within the department for them to be able to do what other religions are doing there. So we are facing, you know, something very big here. And unless we really get to understand how exposed our children are, we will continue to think that, um, you know, intervention is not so important. But the truth is that they are exposed to so many things, and it needs us to stand up as parents and be involved We need to cover them in our prayers on a daily basis because what they go to or what they face in in those institutions of learning is bigger than we can ever imagine. So let us not relax and, you know, shift over the responsibility of parenting to the teachers or to the schools or to government. That responsibility remains with us, and unless we we really understand, we will continue to see the social ills that we see today. We will continue to admit children into rehab from as young as 13 years old or even younger. We will continue to see girls as young as 13 years old prostituting in the streets. We will continue to see our children drinking alcohol as if it's nothing. On, uh, I mean, on weekends, we see even primary school children organizing, getting into kumbis, loud music, a lot of um, expensive alcohol that they get to drink, unless we really understand what we are facing. Our children will continue going down the train on our watch, and that is a very painful thing. 
Um, you know, another thing that I also experienced now recently, when I spoke about the importance of early intervention, mm. um, don't pay attention to what our children watch on TV. We don't pay attention to what our, to what our children are exposed to on the internet. And, you know, it starts as early as, you know, children who watch cartoons, those are the, your three-year-olds, four-year-olds, or even two-year-olds. Mm, but it's amazing mm. what these cartoons contain, what these cartoons that we think are harmless are actually containing content that is so harmful to a three-year-old or two-year-old. But yet we, we don't pay attention to that because the intervention of a parent is non-existent in the home. That is the thing, you know, that is the thing. Um, much of the time, uh, you know, uh, we, we find ourselves not understanding uh, the importance uh, of, of intervention. And I'm, I'm happy you spoke about early intervention. It's so vital because if it is not looked into, then you don't have the basis. That's why they call it primary education, primary. Uh, it is the foundation of every intervention that will pick up from there. Yeah. When we come back, let's look at the effects. If this intervention is not there, what happens to the kids? It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 64 530 6805 or 074 Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. 657 AM, radio for believers in action. 657 Medium Wave Radio Pulpit, we trust you are well. Everything is fine with you. Great songs, man, I should say. We started you up with Mabongi, Tunisa, and we went to Putuma. I will not be silent. It's coming up. And of course, you know, uh, we will end up with Margaret Dolalam. Now, 
we are touching bits uh, here on effects, even though that we had spoken some of these effects. Uh, look, if there's no intervention, children will have no direction. If there's no intervention, guess who will take the opportunity? The devil. The devil will mm-hmm. take the opportunity to, to intervene in the life mm-hmm. of your child, whether you like it or not. He uses television, he uses cell phones, man. He uses cell phones. Um, look at the, the wall, the, what do they call it? The screen, screen savers that your kids have. And study them well. You'll be shocked that you will see some things there. And uh, um, check, you know, music. The devil can come in and intervene through music. And the devil can come in and intervene through the pop culture, uh, the way they dress. I don't know if you're, you're aware of the boys now. Um, the, the trouser must show some underpen, you know, somewhat, somehow. It must show some underpen. The belt is no longer on the waist. It's on the buttocks, you know. Um, that says a lot. And they say, no, that is being cool and all that. But it's not. And uh, uh, it is a covenant of a sort, you know, with the violence of the streets and, and the demons that are running that violence in the streets, if our intervention on our kids who are doing those things, we could take them back to 1984 so that they can see how street cultures were almost single-handedly able to destroy the family structures in America. Mm. Um, you'd be shocked, you know. Mm. And so... Uh, much of the times we don't look into these things and that is where we have much of the problems. And um, a parent who doesn't intervene becomes a parent that will be despised and looked down at by the kid because the kid will say, what is it that you can teach me? What is it that you can instruct me with? You can't talk to me now. I'm in my 20s. You were not talking to me when I was young. You were busy. Hmm? You were busy. When, you were, when I was young. So um, you will find them in gangs affiliating and associated with people older than them. I'm talking from experience. Um, that you'll have friends who are older than you. I had friends who were 11 years, 13 years, 15 years older than me. And I was exposed to things that are horrible um, uh, while I was very young because there was no intervention. There's no intervention in the streets, man. Um, the only intervention that is there is the intervention that you later describe as the intervention of the devil. But it looks good. It looks good because it looks like people care for you and stuff and stuff. They're able to buy some clothes and what, what, what. As you grow, you're able to groove and all those things. But hey, you are in a stronghold. And that destroys many people's lives. People don't live the fullest potentials of their lives. They die along the way. You know, mm-hmm. so if it is not there, there's no direction. There's no wisdom. There's no education. If it is not there, even the formal education will not be able to help the situation. Mm. Sipati. Absolutely, Pastor. I think one of the other effects of um, lack of intervention is that we will continue to see um, a decline in morals um, in our children. You know, I mean, you look at children today. Um, a child as young as 14 years old does not mind walking around holding a um, a bottle of beer and drinking in the streets. 
mm. while the elders are looking, you know. So the, the moral decline will continue if there is no lack, um, if there is no um, parental intervention. Mm. Um, and also, we will see our children continue to suffer identity crisis where they try to imitate what we call celebrities or influencers because hey. there is no proper um, parental intervention. Mm. And this is as a result of, you know, our children being exposed to harmful social content. You know, our children are on TikTok and all sorts of, I don't know the others, but I know there's quite a lot mm. where they spend a lot of their time in. So, and, you know, when there's no intervention, you find our children imitating those people. You know, they find it cool to have their hair dyed in another color. They have their pens, you know, um, sitting down there and just mm. improperly dressed up. Mm. They do all sorts of things which society deems as cool. And that is because there is lack of parental intervention. And also, you know, the issue of uh, being easily influenced. Yeah. And I think this is a huge problem that we see amongst our children. Mm. Um, where, you know, when something comes up as fashionable, you will see a, a, a bulk of them following it very quickly you know, um, as something that is fashionable. But as parents, we don't really sit to check what this whole thing is about. You know, we, we actually support it. I will mention one example, and I'm not saying in any way that it is a negative thing, but there was a time, I think this year, last year, and the other year, during the festive season, where it was fashionable for young girls to have their hair braided in different colors, like very bright colors. Mm. And we all know where that started off. There was a celebrity, a, a, um, a musician that came up with that. And mm. every small um, girl child followed suit. The parents were also, you know, encouraging this. You yeah. know, and I'm thinking to myself, do we even sit and assess the spirit behind these things before we, we follow what society is doing? Mm. And it's amazing how we also, as Christians, uh, we just follow suit. Mm. You know, without sitting and really assessing what this or, or where this originates from, you know. So that is why our children get easily hooked into these things because as parents, we're not doing the proper assessment of what it is that we're allowing our children to follow. We follow blindly. We don't question anything. You know, I think that this is because we tend to think that the Word of God um, is only um, applicable to certain areas of our life and there are certain areas that we should be able to handle on our own. So, mm. for example, you know, we, say, we feel or think that there is no harm in my children watching cartoons mm. or there is no harm in my children watching or dressed up in a certain brand. But have we sat really and checked where it originates from? Mm. Because most of these things, you will find that there's spirits behind them. And I yeah. don't want to promote a, a, an element of fear here. As children of God, we cannot live in fear because we have the love of God in us. Um, however, the Word of God does say that my people are dying because of lack of knowledge. Mm. And we need to be educated about these things. We need to know about these things so that we can pray and cover our children 
and get them protected under God's wings at all times. Mm. It's important that we look into these things because if we don't, uh, there is a possibility that we are leaving our kids to negative chance, negative chance. And this can destroy them for the rest of their lives. One vision, one voice, one message. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM and 729 Cape Pulpit. Impacting lives from Gauteng to the Cape. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t-shirts, caps, and other branded products will also be available on eCompanion, your one-stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on shop. T's and C's apply. The search continues for top quality South African Christian music. If you are a new artist or releasing a new CD, then send it to Radio Pulpit. For more information, please visit the Radio Pulpit website. That's www.radiopulpit.co.za or phone us during office hours 012-334-1200. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. Coming to the final part of the matter, it's very important to then take resolute stances here. Churches can be utilized for a moral intervention for kids. Parents need to support ministries that basically work with uh, children. And uh, not only the strayed children, but also those who are growing quite well balanced. And, and parents need to become part of that. There's a need for a spiritual intervention which would facilitate a moral and ethical intervention. And when these are there, in the light of the truth of the Spirit of the Father, then the cultural and traditional, to look into those things in the culture that are right. First is respect. Uh, secondly is to look at other people as better than yourself. To look into those things. And the Father mentions them in the Word, which should be our culture and traditions, those things. Not our own that we had formulated where we are found drunk and naked during December. Everyone in the streets knows your nakedness because you always drunk and all those kinds of things. Kids, you fall on the streets, blackout. They go and pick you up somewhere. You were almost taken by the floods. It's stories that really should not be happening. All these things are an indicator that there is a need for intervention. And young people, I know there is a moral voice within each and everyone that cries for goodness, for mercy, for holiness, that cries for a relationship with the Father. Respond to it. Mm. See, buddy? 
Absolutely, Pastor Ray. You know, um, I think as a society, we, we, we respond to issues as and when they happen. Um, we, we, we are wired to intervene when there's a crisis. Um, we even come up with programs that we call crisis intervention or crisis management. But I, my prayer is for us to get to a point where, you know, we formulate crisis prevention. And this can come as a result of parental intervention or parental involvement in the lives of their children. Let us not wait until something gets to a crisis point. Mm. There's signs, especially in the early stages, that a parent can pick up and act on that immediately in order to to prevent um, the situation getting to a crisis point. So I think that, you know, we need to pray for wisdom from God for us to be able to see these things and for us to have the, the you know, um, the kind of solutions and interventions that will prevent our children from getting into these problems or troubles that we see today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, there, there is always a time, you know, uh, to mend the situation. Um, one of the greatest uh, facilitators of intervention, parental intervention, is Mm -hmm. to admit that as a parent I have not been intervening quite correctly Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I have been ignoring uh, my role as a parent. Kids need to know this. They need to know. They shouldn't see you brushing it off because they'd see it as pride and they will despise you. But you must be able to say, you know what, I'm sorry that, you know, we didn't do things in the right way. And I'm willing to restart. I'm willing to redo the things again in the right way. And uh, um, I respect you. That is why I came to apologize that my role as a parent, somewhere, somehow, I have denied you. And that is why some other things were happening the way they do. Taking the blame is very important. Uh, uh, if you know that you have not been intervening, what would you say in that? We have uh, one and a half minute. What would you say? I totally agree. It mm. reminds me of um, you know one of the intervention programs we did at a campsite where you know we got there and the children were rowdy, uncontrollable. They were loud. They were violent, etc. We tried to bring the situation under control, and they were just unruly. Mm. And, you know, um, the facilitator stood there. I mean, he actually kneeled on, he kneeled down and started praying loudly and said, Father, we have wronged our children as fathers in this country. Mm. And the whole entire hall came to a standstill. The Mm. children were restored to order. Now, it takes me back to the point you're raising right now, that sometimes admitting that we have wronged our children is Mm. the way to go. Because Mm. after that, there was, you know, a true intervention in the lives of those children. They walked out of that camp truly transformed, simply because we had admitted that we have wronged you. Help Mm. us make it right with you. And that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. That makes a huge difference. As uh, children of the Father, we need to acknowledge these things that uh, much of the times if we miss out on interventions, we really are in trouble.
and parents need to work together in this. It cannot be just the mother doing it, but the father also, or even vice versa. This has to uh, be something that uh, parents uh, know that it is an irrevocable duty and a responsibility that they can't turn away from. They need to find themselves in that and live accordingly in that. Sipati, I want to say thank you. I want to appreciate the time and I want to appreciate the moment. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much for having me, Pastor And how do people connect with you, Sipati? Um, I'm on Facebook. My Facebook name is Sipati Tabudi. Um, I'm also on email. My email address is sipati at meshektabudifoundation.org. All right then, all right, that is Sipati. We talk with her again the coming week and uh, we touch also on topics like this. It's important we speak about them because if we don't, who will? Sipati, thank you so much. Amen. All right then. And of course, coming up next, we'll touch base with Ndatemu Setle and uh, hear what he has to say. This happens on the next hour of the show. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling team, Charles Toy and Danny Van Bili, are ready to connect with you today. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.